When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Today's show brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Daryl, we're sitting in the aftermath of a Monday where, or Tuesday, depending on when you're listening to this, that the excitement is there because the team won on Sunday, but at some point you've got to press forward to the Jets and you've got to figure out what needs to be fixed because there were plenty of teachable moments in that first game in the victory over the Panthers 26-24. Yeah, I mean, glad that they won the game, obviously. Uh, you, you end that 17-game winless streak in week one, start off 1-0. and uh, very, very important. You position yourself to be able to do something that hadn't been done since 1993, and that start 2-0. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, like, um, it, it was an ugly win, but it was a win. And there's a lot of things that I think that, you know, Kevin Stefanski and the team realizes that they have to clean up after this win so that they will continue to win. Because I think if they don't clean those things up, we're not going to be having many more victory Mondays. So um, that that's one of my uh, top takeaways uh, after, uh, you know, listening to coach on Monday, listening to from Denzel Ward and Wyatt Teller that it wasn't pretty, but the bottom line is they got the job done. Now the focus is on cleaning stuff up. And as you mentioned, looking forward now to the New York jets. So Daryl, the score was 20 to seven after three quarters and they didn't finish. It finished as strong as they needed to. I guess maybe that's it. Because I'll take a win any day of the week. But, you know, there are a lot of little things that you can look at. But, you know, Kevin Stefanski talked a little bit about that after the game and about how this team needs to finish it off. And there's a lot of things to work on and a lot of incomplete things. Well, not only it, – it's not – from my point of view, they finished. The, the, the problem was yeah, they yeah. did not – need to be in the position that they were in. And that is having to rely on a 58 yard field goal at the gun. I mean, they were taking the Panthers to the woodshed early in that game. They moved the ball at will offensively. Um, there was nothing there for Carolina offensively because of the, the constant pressure that Baker Mayfield was under. But, um, you know, the the slow start offensively is something that Kevin Stefanski acknowledged Monday afternoon. Uh, we really could have pulled away earlier, uh, you know, going one for four in the red zone. You know, we double dip at the end of the half. We get a field goal, get the ball in the second half, get a field goal. So you score on consecutive possessions, but only six points. So there's just there are opportunities to to be better early so that you don't have to kick a 58 yarder uh, at the end. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that says it right there, Andy. Don't you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I, I like this perspective on this, too, because 
sometimes Kevin can be bland and and not give you maybe just kind of get on to the next question answer. I thought he was legit. I thought he was real on that, and they shouldn't have been in that position. It's the same thing about Carolina fans that are whining after the game about a couple of missed calls or bad calls at the end of the game. Well, hello, you only had seven yards in the first quarter. So you got to play four quarters all the way through. Um, and as we've talked about, as we talked about in the postgame podcast, that, you know, this team is going to learn, but I do think this is the blueprint for what we're going to see. I'm not expecting Jacoby Brissett to be perfect. And the defense is going to have to carry some of the weight and special teams. I talked about punting last week on this on this podcast, and guess what? The punting was pretty good. They didn't have very good field position to start, and when they were giving up big plays, they were big plays that the defense was allowing and that the special teams came through for what they needed to, especially when you look at what Cade York was able to do, and you lump him into the special teams. Yeah, and, you know, Jacoby Brissett was, was not great, but the Browns went into this understanding that he's not a great quarterback. That's why they signed him to be the backup. Uh, 18 to 34, a buck 47, and a touchdown typically not going to get it done week in and week out. But on Sunday, it got it done. You know, Jacoby, uh, he, he battled. There were some opportunities early, uh, but you got to understand that these games are, are uh, going to be some moments of some highs. You got to battle through the lows. Uh, you look around the league and there, there's some tough moments. There's some really good defenses out there. Uh, so for us, it's, it's going to be about, you know, learning from the plays that we would like back and then, uh, you know, just putting a plan together to, to be able to go perform this week versus the Jets. And, and I know like a, a lot of people are really down on Jacoby after that performance and they're not excited about the, next 10 games he's going to start, right? Because, right. I mean, let, let's be honest about it. There there was not a lot of explosion in the passing game. But if you're expecting Kevin Stefanski to be down on Jacoby Brissett, uh, you would be sorely mistaken. I, I really do believe that he can continue to get better. I, I think he will continue to get better. Uh, having said that, I know there were some misses, but the throw to Donovan, uh, the second to last completion there, I know we completed Tamari to get to the 40, but that throw to Donovan with a uh, player bearing down on him who's unblocked, standing in the, in the pocket and making that throw, that's that's big-time football right there. So uh, he can be better, um, but really, really proud of how he uh, finished that game. The bottom line is, like, that's the key word, Andy. He finished. Right. Glenn, right. Got a little help from the officials, not going to lie. Got 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 some help from the officials on that final drive. Yeah, I don't think anybody denies that. If you don't deny that, then you're just not realistic. I mean, we got lucky on a couple of calls there, two in particular. And you know what? Sometimes you you got to be uh, you got to be lucky. And how, how many? Yeah, how many times have we been on the other end? How many times has luck gone against the Browns? Right. Exactly. Those calls go against them. I mean, look. The first thing I thought when I saw the flag. Uh, on the field before Cade York came out was, well, this is on the Browns and Cade York's going to have to kick this thing from Florida <laughs> for them to be able to win the game, which he basically still had to kick it from Florida, uh, you know, to win the game. But the, the, the bottom line is, is, um, you know, they, they caught a break and Stefanski was asked about the spike and this was his response. Yeah. The spike, whatever the, they ruled. I'll, I'll go with the officials on that one. <laughs> let, let me let me let me put that through the Kevin Stefanski translator here for you. Yes. 
Thank God they didn't call intentional grounding, and which is what they should have called. Right. And uh, we're glad to get out of the win. So th- that's your Kevin Stefanski translator on that. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. You talked about Donovan Peoples-Jones, and he talked about him too. That that catch he made in triple coverage, I mean, there were three guys all over him. He I, reminded I don't know that we've seen a catch like that since Josh Gordon. Uh, it's the first thing I could think of he when was he made great. that catch. Yeah. I mean – targeted 11 times all six of his catches were contested he he was basically getting assaulted every right. time the ball was thrown in his direction and it, it was an effort that Kevin Stefanski did not uh overlook really from the beginning to the end uh early in the game and then late in the game and, and throughout he just he made the plays that came to him uh, you mentioned the contested catches uh, some of them on third down some in the two minute there. Uh, and that's a, that's a variable, very valuable asset to have as a receiver where even when you're covered, uh, you're not. So for him to go up and get the ball was impressive in a bunch of those moments. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and just how incredibly important they were, not only against the Panthers, but what they're going to be going forward, Andy, but they don't win that game on Sunday without Donovan Peoples-Jones. So let me talk about two of the other receivers. I was shocked that David Bell didn't even have one target. Weren't you? I thought that they would try to throw it to him at least once. Um, Although when you go 50-50, you can only throw so many balls. And right. I mean, I I, like the numbers tell me that that I understand why it didn't happen. But I mean, to your point, Peoples Jones got targeted 11 times. Uh, Amari Cooper got six targets. Uh, Harrison Bryant and Kareem Hunt, both four targets. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, two targets, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, Demetric Felton, one target each. And when you look at the distribution, or not, not so much the distribution, but the the balance, Andy, yeah. Yeah. It, it was basically 50-50. They ran it 35 times, threw it 34. Can't argue with that. Re- really, you, you can't argue with that. No, and then the other point that he made, I thought about um, Jacoby Brissett, he could use that same answer for Anthony Schwartz coming out of preseason. It's it's virtually the same answer, and I think it's not about even the person. It's about the way Kevin Stefanski backs his players, and there are plenty yep. of people that, you know, if you have ne- if you hadn't seen Anthony Schwartz in the preseason, you would have been like, hey, that guy had a pretty good game yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And so that that's the interesting part about it, and I think the lesson to be learned there is, Preseason doesn't mean a whole lot, but I do like the way Kevin used him, had the opportunity to put his speed to work by sending him around twice. And then when he needed to make a big catch, he did. You want to silence the critics, do exactly what Schwartz did yesterday Yeah, and, or and Sunday. He re- and he reiterated on Monday that um, – because I – and I clearly wasn't the only one, but I thought the end arounds were designed as you know confidence boosters. Just get, get the ball in his hands, get him – some positivity going right and and right. Kevin Stefanski said Monday that was not the case that was just built into the game plan part of what they wanted to do they wholeheartedly believe um in Anthony Schwartz and he had a big 19 yard catch to to move the sticks uh you know in the fourth quarter so um you're going to see him uh you know involved in this offense but um my biggest takeaway when it comes to the passing game yesterday, besides the fact Jacoby Brissett wasn't great and he's not going to be great, 
and the Browns are okay with him not being great so long as uh, he doesn't make those critical mistakes, which he didn't make yesterday, is that Donovan Peoples-Jones can be a go-to guy outside of Amari Cooper. It's a good point. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about the formula that did work, and that was Hunt and Chubb. We're going to talk about that next coming up. On It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you want to reach us, all you need to do is hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at Game Day C L E.